as far back as I can remember, <laughs> I always wanted to be a podcaster, <laughs> which is why I'm part of this gorgeous show you're listening to now, which is called The Rear Projection Podcast, with me, <laughs> one of your hosts, Michael Hunt, and my hey. ever-loving co-host, <laughs> a man who loves nothing more. <laughs> Than penetrating a man in the back of a car is Scott Kingston. <laughs> oh, you beat me to it again. <laughs> the one I had ready, because I, I guess we, we take turns doing the intro, and I guess whoever does the intro gets the. I had ready a man who loves nothing more than shining up another man's box before <laughs> emptying a full. <laughs> <laughs> before before emptying a full load into his face and guarding him into a very deep hole. <laughs> well, yours was better than mine. <laughs> oh, no, I thought yours... <laughs> no, I thought yours was good as well. Oh, dear. Um, but, but yeah, um, Goodfellas, episode 42? Two. Yeah, man. 42. So, uh, yeah, we brought out, brought out the, the, the big guns um, in, in, in this one because this is... Uh, I mean, it's probably my favourite movie. I would have to say, um, mm. yeah, it's definitely it's definitely top three. It's probably it's probably my favourite to be honest. But uh, yeah, it's the first Martin Scorsese film we've done as well. I think. Yes, I um, think you might be right there. And this is him at his best. But it's everyone at their fucking best, man. Everyone like Joe Pesci. I think he got an Oscar for it. De Niro was on fire. Just ah, oh, it was just great. Um, out, out of interest, what what are the other two films in your top three? Um, for uh, do you know what? Good, good fellas is always my go-to. I've always been a Jaws fan. Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, your wife can I mean... attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got love for a few films. Uh, uh, let me see. Put me on the spot a bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, obviously, we've already done Forrest Gump. That's a classic. Mm. Green Mile. I've got a lot of time for. Um, I mean, in terms of the comedy world, I love Step Brothers. I love Anchorman. Um, yeah, I suppose I, I suppose it, it would depend on different genres, but I think if people say to me, "What is your favourite film?" Goodfellas is, is usually is usually my answer. It's just fucking yeah, my all time favourite. Yours is Austin Powers, isn't it? Uh, no, Backdoor Sluts fourteen. <laughs> yeah, the plot was better than thirteen. They kind yeah. of uh, they kind of lost me there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, yeah, too much 13. glugging. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or some might say not enough. <laughs> no, was uh, yeah. Do, do, do you have a, a nailed on favorite movie or? Uh, yep. Go on. So anyway, um, no, 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 I don't actually. No, I don't think. I don't <laughs> think I do, mate. To be honest, this is what I, I, mm. never, I never really know how to answer that question. What's your favorite movie? It depends on my mood. I've got lots. I think Pan's Labyrinth is up there. Yeah, Pan's Labyrinth's called Fight Clubs, a classic. Uh, Fight Club suspects. Is, is very good. Yeah, we could do this. We could just do this. For yeah, anyway, yeah, we're just listing favourites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, I will take us through a brief labyrinth. Um, I will take us through a uh, <laughs> brief synopsis uh, for Goodfellas. Essentially, it's a film adaptation of a 1985 book, Wise Guy, by I think it's Nicholas Pelleggi. Yeah, and basically, it, the film is basically about the rise and fall of mob associates Henry Hill and his friends and family from 1955 to 1980. And uh, yeah, it was a massive fucking smash here. It got like I think it got nominated for six Academy Awards. I think it. I think Joe Pesci won for Best Supporting Actor, and 
I think it's widely regarded as probably Scorsese's best film. I I I, I don't think he's top tier, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think. I think I liked The Departed. Yeah, Um, I am a big fan of The Departed, but I still think this one probably has the edge on The Departed. Oh, yeah. I just can't fault it, really. I just, yeah, man. Which is (laughs) not very convenient for this podcast, but uh, (laughs) but, but it's... uh, it's, It's a... Fucking classic, mate. So, um, yeah, what did you what did you think um, watching it again? You haven't seen it in a while, right? I haven't seen it probably in about a year. Um, oh, okay. But um, it's it's one of the, it's, it's such a long film. I always forget how much I I enjoy it, and it's yeah. I never think to put it on. It's it's I guess because I know it's so long. I always think, oh, I don't know, if, I don't know if I can really handle that tonight. Yeah, but, yeah, I know what you mean. And, and any film, any film over two hours, two and a half hours, always feels like a bit of a slog, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, kind of. It, it, one, if it's one that you've seen loads, and it's one that I used to watch loads when I was sort of a teenager, smoking a lot of the old doob. <laughs> it was a good one for that because all the little one-liners that you could just repeat, so you didn't have to have real <laughs> conversations or make eye contact with anybody. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I, I, I always forget how much I, I enjoy it, and every every time I, it's one of those where every time I watch it, like I take something else away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a gift that keeps on giving, definitely. And I had a bloody good time watching it. Yeah, man, it's it's it's, uh, it's awesome. It's one of those films. Whenever whenever I um, if if I ever flick through the channels and it's on, no matter what point the film is in, whether it's an hour in, whether there's half an hour left, I always watch it. Yeah. Like, I feel like I feel like with Goodfellas is on, I can't turn it over, and um, yeah, it, it was it was. Fucking yeah! It was. I I probably haven't watched it in probably a couple of years, but I I I, pro- I could probably have done the podcast without me watching it. I kind of know it, not the back of my head. It's probably probably one of the films I've watched most in my life. I was a bit obsessed with it in my early twenties. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, but yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, uh, when I was going through my thinking, I'm a gangster phase. Um, I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm still in it, I think. Well, your, your email address certainly would fucking suggest so. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty stellar cast, really, isn't it? Um, yeah. De Niro, obviously, the late great Ray Liotta, which is kind of what prompted us to pick this, actually, just because obviously died recently, and then um, yeah, we we uh, thought we'd do it as a tribute to the to the man who. Um, as you quite rightly said, <laughs> looked about. I think we were we were texting each other while we were watching this film, and the first thing you said to me was, "I actually think this film's too good for this podcast." <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we're beneath this film. Um, I, I, tr- I truly believe that that still stands. It's it's, it's really difficult because a lot of the time it's a lot easier. Well, it's, it's always easy to take the piss out of something when it's shit. But yeah, I feel, I feel a little bit nervous about trying to take the piss out of this because it's better than you or I combined. <laughs> and we might get whacked. Or whacked I mean, Samuel off. Jackson. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I must admit, because it was because of the pure length of the film, uh, I just thought to myself, ah, we'll find a few things to take the piss out of. But I must admit, it's pretty, it's pretty flawless. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, you did pick up on the fact that Ray Liotta is meant to be playing a 20, 22, 23-year-old guy. Yeah, I think it, I think well, I think the first when he's a grown-up, I think the first time you get any confirmation of his age, somebody says he's twenty-one. I think that's Karen says that he's twenty-one. Yeah, and, you know when they're going through the Copacabana, and she's like twenty-one-year-old guy, and he's got all this attention. All these people. I'm gonna every line I deliver, I'm gonna say it like this. 
<laughs> she picked, by the way, Karen Hill, played by Lorraine Bracco, who I would concede I haven't seen in a whole lot else. Um, the Sopranos. Ah, uh, see, I never watched The Sopranos, much to my uh, much to my regret. It's one of those ones I I, I really wish I had because I've been told it was amazing, and I'd imagine it's, it's just so much of it to just try and get into it now. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, but a lot I've, I've felt that way with Sons of Anarchy. I wanted to watch it, and then I saw the amount of episodes I'd have to watch. I was like, I ain't got time for that. Four series of like 10 episodes, maybe, but like fucking 18 episodes over 10 series. Come on. I haven't got um, that time. Was lucky Particularly now. to be put off by the fact that Charlie Hunnam is in it, and he is a terrible actor. Uh, do you know what? Charlie Hunnam is... He seems to get a lot of high-profile roles, and I would agree with you. Every time I watch him in something, I mean, he was in Green Street, the football hooligans film. Mm, he's uh, it's, it's his 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 accent in that film is 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 up there with with Winston and the Departed. Um, <laughs> it's are you a genius? It's like he's quite clearly a Geordie trying to do a London accent, and it's terrible. Yeah, and um, that's the problem. Everything I've seen him in, he's a he's a Ge- he's a Geordie trying to do the accent of whatever region he is acting in. I watched a film yeah. with um, him and Liv Tyler in it. Uh, oh, yeah. It had somebody in it playing a complete piece of shit, which I think it might have been Jason Bankman. I can't remember the name of the film now. But uh, she's married to a cunt, and then he's their neighbour, and they end up having an affair and all this sort of shit. Yeah. Um, gets a bit dangerous. Uh, and it's oh, by, by all accounts, it's a pretty decent film, but he just fucking ruins it. Yeah. Uh, he, he was in that other uh, Pacific Rim. Um, <laughs> well... <laughs> it was a good film on the whole. Um, throw back to throw back to Austin Powers there, um, but uh, yeah, uh, he, 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 this he film, was... of course, starring Ray Liotta for Gina. <laughs> hey, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, he he wasn't very good in in. I I didn't dislike the film Pacific Rim actually, which was a lot of robots fighting aliens in the sea. What's not, oh, to, not someone enjoy? getting their ass licked in the sea then? <laughs> Pacific Rim job. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> it was someone who wanted their ass licked in a very particular way. It's called Specific Rim. It's uh, <laughs> a sequel. Right, left to right with a tongue, please. Fucking hell, that's the voice of experience. <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. Um <laughs> Do you know what? I've just had a brief look while while we're um, sort of introducing the film. I was going to sort of go through one, some of the cast list. Um, do you know who had a little tiny role in this? Who I did not realise it was him. Uh, uh, are you going to say the bloke who plays Jigsaw in Saw? I am absolutely going to say the bloke. Play- yeah, he plays the parole officer, Toby yeah. Bell. I he has one line, him. and he says something like, "Have you have you got your paychecks or something?" Yeah, uh, now now that I, I remember the scene that the parole officer was in, but I, I obviously didn't really concentrate on the guy playing him because I, yeah, because he's quite distinctive looking as well. That Tobin Bell, but I didn't clock it was him. Yeah, I noticed that. I wrote that down actually as, as I was watching it because there's a few people from other films that pop up in this, like um, the bloke from the Wedding Singer who plays, uh, you know, the guy with like the the white guy afro. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. What's he? What's his name in this? Uh, um. <sighs> Oh, uh, Sonny... No, Frankie Carbone. That's it, Frankie Carbone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fra- yeah Frank Severo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he pops up in it. And um, the the bloke from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Which one? The one who gets... The one with the ulcer. Oh, the one they ho- may give him the heart attack with the <laughs> sauce. That's Mike Starr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
There's uh, also obviously Samuel Jackson has quite a small role as like uh, Stax Edwards, the the magician, the yeah. magician, musician, the magician, the magician. Imagine, imagine a magician just popping up in Goodfellas. How random would that be? <laughs> Was this your card? <laughs> Smoking the bar one night and he's just fucking. <laughs> Fucking waving a magic wand with a top hat on it, Joe Petri. Samuel Jackson as a magician is definitely a show that I would fucking pay good money to see. Is this your motherfucking card? I'm going to pull a rabbit out of this motherfucking hat. <laughs> um, so, yeah, sorry, he was a musician, apparently. Um mm. But he mainly gets introduced, says hello a couple of times, talks about smoking weed, then gets shot in the head. Yeah, um, yeah, he's barely in it. He's the only he's the only black character in it with any lines, and he gets killed. He seems to like being randomly killed off in an image screen. Have you ever seen Deep Blue Sea? Yes, I have. Yeah, that's always quite a shocking death. That because he's built up to be like one of the main characters in the whole <laughs> through the film. He just gets eaten by a shark while he's mid speech. He's the uh, he's the Drew Barrymore of that one. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you wonder why he, <laughs> an actor that big would take a, a role like that. Just yeah, you're gonna die a third of the way into the film. He wasn't even in the water. The shark jumped out, ate him, and took him. Back. Fucked off. Yeah. Well, you know, got the paycheck, didn't he? He didn't do. That's I mean, true. he's in every fucking film. He can't. He can't be. He can't just, have a, yeah. a major role in all of the films that he's in because he's in every single film ever. Yeah, no, that's true. He was very prominent in the nineties. Yeah, and the and the early noughties. but uh, yeah, he, he's he's got a, he's got a small role in this. You've got ah oh, another another alum another rear projection podcast alumni, uh, <laughs> Debbie Mazar. Yeah, uh, is 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 the cokehead bit on the side. Uh, she just seems to like playing a bit on the side because she's one of Two Faces birds in Batman. <laughs> well, do you know what's funny about that is that Rayleigh Otter turned down the role of uh, Harvey Dent in he did '89 Batman to be in this film. I read that. So why didn't he take the makeup off? Um, <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I'm out of joking, Ray. Nah, it's maybe right. in good dead. spirits. What's he fucking do? <laughs> no, he 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 he's got strange skin texture. Yeah, um, it's probably from but, some sort of childhood disease, like smallpox or no, not smallpox. Yeah. Possibly now you don't have smallpox anymore, do you? Yeah, it's like he's, he's like a popped. He's got yeah, like a pop marked. He's probably acne. face. Well, yeah, he is meant to be 21 in this film. So. <laughs> it's like that fucking teenager in The Simpsons. <laughs> the one who works in all the fast food places. Keep watching the skis! Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, th- I think um, I think there's a couple of uh, Sopranos people in this. I think uh, Spider, spider. The, the, uh, the, the <laughs> Spider, who's uh, when you fuck yourself, Tommy. <laughs> that cast is as big as your fucking head, Spider. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, it's, it shows it, it shows how much I've aged watching this film back because I remember I always remember thinking that every scene Joe Pesci was in was absolutely fucking hilarious because he was yeah. so funny. Yeah. But watching that scene with Spider this time around was really tough. It, it was it was it was a bit, you know, it was just a weedy little barman and uh I mean 
apparently the guy that a lot of the because obviously they consulted a lot of the actual gangsters i mean henry hill was a big consultant of the film apparently he said that joe pesci played tommy devito um to like 90 to 99 percent accuracy and i do believe an incident like that actually happened and um yeah he was oh yeah he he was great in this joe pesci but fucking hell yeah he um not quite as light-hearted as home alone which is the last joe (laughs) pesci film we did (laughs) you know there he's kind of you know (laughs) <laughs> falling downstairs and getting paint cast to the head. Here he's just shooting barman. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and it was... Um, st- 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 stabs Billy Bats to death as well, doesn't he? Although he deserved it a bit more. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. He kind of tries to... You told him a little bit. Yeah, you're breaking my balls, you know? Uh, <laughs> Go yeah, get he, your he... fucking shine box. <laughs> Go on, we get your fucking shine box. I mean, he deserved it slightly more. I mean, there's the... Uh, the, the interesting thing that the, the guy that plays Billy Bats, Frank Vincent, uh, he then gets to kill Joe Pesci's character off in Casino. Oh, and he does it in a lot. And he, and he does it in a much more brutal way. Bashes the shit out of him with a baseball bat and buries him alive. So <laughs> he, he gets his on screen revenge, at least. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah. So, uh, but no, yeah. Joe Pesci's character, Tommy, I mean, he steals the show in most scenes that he's in, Joe Pesci. You've obviously got the, the famous. Um, do, do, do you think I'm funny? Scene, uh, which apparently was mostly ad libbed, and apparently, apparently, only him and uh, him and Ray Liotta knew they were going to do it so that it would keep the reaction from the rest of the guys at the table authentic. Yeah, apparently, it's based on a real story that Joe Pesci heard or something from somebody. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fucked. Yeah, it's crazy, man. A lot, a lot of it's based on um, like like the fucking shit that was happened, which is what makes this film even more so. Like you know, because you, you watch this film and you think it cannot be based on shit that happened in real life, but a lot of it, even on the more fucking extreme scenes, are. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got obviously you've got uh, Paulie Cicero, who's who's Paul Salvino. He's like the uh, the head the head gangster in sort of at least in that neighborhood, isn't he? He's kind of the boss. That's uh, apparently Paul Salvino almost pulled out of the role because he said he didn't think he was right for it. Yes. Yeah, and then he looked himself. Yeah, apparently tried to get his agent to get him out of it. But then he looked in the mirror the night before they were due to shoot, and went. He, he was scared by what he saw. <laughs> just, oh, actually, I'm kind of ugly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he was just yeah. He was looking in the mirror, trying to like get the right look in his eye or something. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's imp- I mean, as far as I'm aware, before this, he he sort of played a lot of like policemen and sort of hero roles. Yeah. Um, so that's why he kind of thought that he couldn't do it, mate. He he's fucking great in this film. Like, oh, I love I love Paulie in this. Yeah, yeah. The, like he, he underplays he, it, doesn't he? Yeah, all, it, everything is really kind of understated with him, but but it's all it's all there in his face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, quite, I t- totally agree. Yeah, it's it's oh mate, it's. It, there's another one of these things that you just pick up like as like the more you watch it. I was I really yeah. concentrated on Paulie in. Um, in this viewing because um, it was, you know, at the, at the beginning where they're talking about how he doesn't trust phones and how he gets everybody to pass messages on. Yeah. And that just yeah. really, for some reason that really just got my attention this time. I was like, I'm going to fucking watch this motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he really, um, he really fucking brings something to that role. That I don't think it wouldn't have been the same without him. Definitely. Yeah, agreed. I think obviously the the bigger name actors in the film probably get the, the a lot of the plaudits. Obviously Joe Pesci being Joe Pesci, De Niro's De Niro, Ray Liotta was obviously the main character. But no, I agree. He was he was awesome. I mean, it's, I mm. love the Paulie Cicero, Paulie Cicero character. Yeah. And, and that scene where he uh, slaps 
um, when, he, when he's questioning Ray Liotta about Dylan Coke because he mm. doesn't want nothing to do with it. Apparently, when, when they're in the garden, he chats him when he slaps him. Apparently, he didn't tell Ray Liotta, but Ray Liotta was going to do it. And when you watch the scene, knowing that information, <laughs> Ray Liotta does look a bit like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's, that's a bit... <laughs> you don't fuck with Paulie. Yeah, you don't fuck with Paulie, man. And you, you had his little uh, little brother, Tootie Cicero, who's very prominent in the opening third of the film, but you don't really see him much again. Did you notice that? Mm, yeah, I think he's not a great actor, but he, I do I do know that he's Frankie Sharp, Sharp Records from Wayne's World. He is also. And we are getting the long-awaited... <laughs> we're getting the long-awaited comeback of the Jackster. He was Michael Jackson's manager. In real life? Frank DeLeo, Tootie Cicero. Was Michael Jackson's manager? Ah, that's very interesting. For quite significant parts of his career, I think he managed him from '84 to '89, and then I think again he he did it. I think he actually was still his manager when he died. Wow! So, uh, so he's yeah. probably concealed some boys. <laughs> he he was yeah he was he was Jacko's uh, Jacko's. Jacko's manager. Um, so, wow. well, I don't know whether he tried to get a role in this. So I would have personally similar to. Uh, Looked like he had Sam- several roles in this. <laughs> but similar to Samuel Jackson as a magician, I'd love to see Michael Jackson as a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is so funny about me? Uh, your face, for stars. Well, like uh, the way I talk, what? <laughs> Yeah, that too. <laughs> if, if, so, if Michael Jackson ever says to her, what the fuck is so funny about me? Someone would be like, get comfy. Jump to reel it off, Jacko. All the humour, of course, negated by the horrible crimes you committed. <laughs> I don't know. They were committing horrible crimes in this film. I think a little bit of nonsense. He probably would have got away with it. <laughs> I may have touched up Spider's kids, but I never shot him. <laughs> Because he forgot my drink. So why do you think they call him Spider? Because <laughs> his arms covered in my webs. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, dear. Why do they call him Jimmy two times? Because <laughs> he's going to go get the papers, get the papers. <laughs> go get the papers, get the papers. Um, you've also had, um, you also had Johnny Roast Beef. Johnny was, uh... Roast Beef. <laughs> 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 I fucking, I really wish like, somebody gave me a nickname based on oh, what I eat. It's he, like, like Mikey Watsits. <laughs> I love how this dude is probably only really prominent in one or two scenes. He's part of the uh, is it the Lufian the Lufianza heist? The, Luf- big, the Lufanza the Lufanza heist. He kind of plays a role in that, and um, <laughs> he walks in. Robert De Niro. They they steal millions and millions of dollars in, in a heist, and and everyone involved. Robert De Niro has kind of said, "Right, don't spend any money. The police are going to be watching us. Don't do anything suspicious." And then when they're all meeting up for Christmas drinks. Johnny Roast Beef just walks in. Little fat bloke. Doesn't look like a gangster at all. Just looks like they recruited the local idiot just to fucking get involved to make up the numbers. And he just comes in. Just shows Robert De Niro his fucking pink Cadillac outside. And he goes, I love that car. It's great. <laughs> Robert De Niro just like, are you fucking stupid or what? Huh? <laughs> just fucking. I went for so long, didn't it? Oh, mate, you fucking motherfucker. I'm sorry. 
I told you, take it back, take it back. So, I'm sorry, it's under my mother's name. <laughs> it's just, just watching, just watching Robert De Niro at his angriest, and just a little fat bloke called Johnny Roastbeef just come. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I, I, I don't know. Uh, you just never know when somebody's going to get fucking murdered in this film. It's really like it really makes me anxious. Yeah, I mean, I knew the Mori one was coming. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he was annoying as far. I, I don't think I've ever wanted the character to die more. Um, my money. I want my money. <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> Just a fucking pain. Like he's he's he, I, I, he's kind of like Ray Liotta's friend. I think Ray's trying for him to not be killed. But oh god, of a, a, a lot of the people that were whacked in this film. I mean, you know, when Samuel L. Jackson died, I was like, ah. Um, when Johnny Roast Beef got found in his car, for ah, when he died, I was like, oh, thank fuck for that. Stuck, they stuck an ice pick through his neck, didn't they? <laughs> Um, I don't know. You didn't really see what happened to him. He just no. That was um, they, no. That's Maury. They they stick the ice pick through his neck and neck. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, Maury. Oh, was... Sorry, I thought we were still on roast beef. Oh, roast beef. I think he just gets shot to fuck in his car, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, think he's I... laying in there. He's in his in there with his wife and he. Yes, neither of which are going to be particularly hard to miss with a gun. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but, his wife's name was horseradish. Funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> but um, did you did you notice that like a lot of the gangsters in this are, are either very old, fat, or both? Yes. Like, there's no gangster that I thought, oh fuck me, I wouldn't fancy a scrap with him. Maybe De Niro, but even Joe Pesci's like five foot fuck all. Oh, I don't know, mate. Joe Pesci's terrifying in this film. Well, he's, more, he's scarier than De Niro. De Niro, De Niro's not really that menacing in this. The, the, the bit where he he start he does start to kind of lose his shit a little bit, and then you can tell like. Another, it's another one where, like, it's all in his face as well, old Jimmy. Yeah, you start to see him fucking go, and he's just sort of looking around at people, and yeah, the bit when very anxious. Yeah, (laughs) they do that close up of him smoking a cigarette at a bar, don't they? And it's like they start playing the music, and it's a bit like, oh, he's going to kill someone, and he, well, he starts fucking killing them all. Uh, Frankie Carboni turns up in a meat locker, (laughs) fucking. Um, yeah, as we've said, Johnny Rice Beef dies. Uh, Fucking what's his name? The the guy from Dumb and Dumber. He ends up in a fucking. Um, back of a Dump fucking bin truck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they ba- he basically wants to disassociate himself from, from uh, disassociate himself from everyone who did the highest, and also he doesn't want to pay him. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. start like, fuck. It, I'd rather kill you all than hand you over the money, which is fair play if you've got the determination. <laughs> if, you, um, so if you're willing to commit murder to keep your extra money, then fair play, you've earned it. <laughs> fuck yeah. me. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, I mean, you get you see, you meet Martin Scorsese's mum is in it halfway through the film. Catherine, she's uh, she's Joe Pesci's mother, and they go to visit her. They've just killed they've just killed <laughs> Billy Bats, haven't they? Yeah, and he's in the trunk, and they go around to borrow a, a knife. Well, they go around for a shovel, but then he decides he wants to keep the knife. Yeah, and she has them for dinner, and she said she looks a bit like Alf, the uh, the cartoon alien, alien life form, yeah. Yeah, she does look a bit like Alf, um, but with a with much better hair. Yeah, yeah, she's she's popped up in a couple of his films. I think she was in another, like he, I think he obviously gives his mum. I don't know if she was an actress anyway, or if he's just let his mum be in it. Uh, apparently, his dad was a stage manager. His mum just used to run a shop, but she's fucking great, man. She's good in it. She's great in it. That 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 scene, that often that scene's really fun. I like the way that one dog faces one way, <laughs> one dog faces the other way. It's <laughs> <laughs> just fucking Joe Pesci just trying to give it in. <laughs> <laughs> I like how one dog's looking that way. <laughs> Insightful. <laughs> what was he saying about the bloke? The bloke in the picture. 
Uh, <laughs> what do you want from me? It <laughs> 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 is fucking brilliant in this, to be fair. <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe Pesci, for, like, you know, he's the one everyone remembers in this film. He, he, is, he is fucking class, isn't he? he uh, <laughs> when are you going to bring a good woman home? Uh, you know, what a different a good girl every night, man. Why do I need to? I got you. I love you. <laughs> She's prejudiced against Italians. Can you believe that shit? A Jew broad prejudiced against Italians. What a fucking world we live in. From the film. Yeah. That was yeah. from the film. Oh, yeah. That wasn't just me randomly. It's got loves all people. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't just randomly being anti-Semitic there. Apologies to, to our not, Jewish listeners. Not even, uh, not randomly, not not uh, sort of planned in any way either. <laughs> no anti-Semitism. We love, we are accepting of all People of all walks of yeah. So there's your. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for thank you for that. Yeah. Cover cover my eyes. I don't know. We've we've. I feel like we have to do that often on this podcast. We have to apologise to a minority that we may have offended. <laughs> Tune in for our new podcast, apologising to minorities. <laughs> I mean, there's actually a few of like character names. I mean, there's a guy called Frankie the Wop. Yeah, what does Wop mean? Isn't it like a slang word for Italians? Like, is it? I think sense. so. Don't quote me on that, but I, I think so. Like, we are grease bar shit. <clears throat> Again, yeah. from the film, not from being, not being film. racist to Italians. Yeah, yeah. Guineas, is, I believe, is another um, ethnic slur against the Italians, Italians that you hear in this. It is. Oh, we're just naming racial slurs now. <laughs> well, I just want everyone listening to be aware of the dangers out there. <laughs> What did you uh, What did you make of Lorraine Bracco's performance in the film? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I've not seen her in a, in in anything else really. I've seen no, never have I. I've barely, you know, I've seen, I might have seen a couple of episodes of The Sopranos, but as we've discussed, I never really got into it. Um, it works for this film, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are times when when she speaks, I find it kind of grating. Yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, but I wonder if that was the I wonder if that was by way she was trying to play it. I don't know. I don't... Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I, th- I think she plays this part very very well, um, and yeah. she has some really she has some really great moments uh, that I think she does does justice. Um, yeah, the bit when she gets out when he stands her up on the date and she turns up at the the shop yeah, and kicks starts, off at him outside. Yeah, that was a that, nice that, moment. Yeah, that's a cool moment, and the bit when. Um, like there's a bit when, oh, by the way, if you, yeah, if you ever want to go out for uh, a beer and you don't want your missus to give you any shit for going out, uh, just throw a phone at her or a lamp, sorry. Yeah, because she's standing there having an argument with Henry. He'll go, you're not going out tonight. And he goes, well, I am. And she, they start having a row. She throws a phone at her and she goes, get out. And he's, oh, <laughs> you changed the tune, love. All right. Yeah, all right. All right. So now I've got your permission. I'm off. Yeah. I was, so, uh, I was on the verge of changing my mind then, but you know what? I ain't sticking around for this. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. She, she, uh, and she's good in there. There's a bit, I think it, when he's in prison where she starts, uh, uh, yeah. She starts. She starts going and like he's, she's sneaking in contraband for him, isn't she? So and she starts pulling all these fucking brackets and shit out of her sausages. And yeah, yeah, she wants a sausage from her tits. Um, <laughs> not every get. Not every woman can do that. <laughs> so yeah, no, she, she no, she she is good. But I know, yeah, I find it unusual that she's in my favourite film and I've seen her in nothing else ever. I'm not, I haven't said that though. I haven't seen Paul Salvino in a whole lot else. 
He's in. Uh, isn't he in Romeo and Juliet? The the Leonardo DiCaprio one. Yes. Oh, because I've seen that. Who was in that? One of the dads. <laughs> I suppose that yeah, he's not going to be fucking Romeo, is he? No, it's bullshit. No, it was Juliet. What tits on him? <laughs> Let's have a look. Let's have a little look. Let's just have a look. Where is he? Where is that big, beautiful loaf of a man? There he is. <laughs> he's still he's still with us, isn't he, Paul Silvino? He's still alive. I gather. I, th- I actually think the, the main cast member to have died is Ray Liotta, who I think was the fucking youngest. Hmm. Mm, yeah, Joe Pesci was uh, way older than him, but playing a guy the same age, which I thought was quite funny. Pesci's yeah. wig in this film uh, <laughs> is absolutely horrendous. Um, you don't really notice it until you watch a uh, <laughs> until you watch a good quality copy of the film. <laughs> you can't see your fucking eyes off it. <laughs> he probably fucking he probably bought it from Maury. <laughs> he just jumped to the pole and Maury's wings. <laughs> yeah, I think it should get its own fucking place on the cast list. To be honest with you, um, let's have a look. Right before. What are you looking up? Are you looking, looking up? Paul looking Sorvino's up, tits. Uh, no, yeah, well, yeah, sausage tits. That's <laughs> he taught Lorraine Bracco everything she knows. Uh, Dick Tracy. He was just lips manless. Haven't seen it. He was in an episode of Murder She Wrote. Oh God, Maddie loves that. He uh, was in the 1986 film Vasectomy, a delicate matter. <laughs> As you reel out his credits, I'm beginning to realise that Goodfellas was the career highlight. <laughs> he definitely peaked with Goodfellas. But that said, I mean, I'm having a look here. He was He's still working. Mm. He's um, The Great American Heist came out this year, or is coming out this year, documentary. Uh, and he does the voice of someone called Cheech, which is confusing. He, he, he was also... Um, he's not done anything too bad but in keeping with how things have recently gone with us mm. uh with our episodes because there's usually a cast member who's turned mm. out to be a, a murderer or a nonce like the or dad from Beetlejuice juice yeah. or a random task um the closest i found was was paul Silvino, who don't get me wrong has done nothing like that but apparently he, he actually did a bit of the he, he almost acted like his real life character because i think he uh he ate a big sausage sandwich <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he pulled a gun, I believe, on his daughter's boyfriend because I think uh, I think he was threatening her. So I think he turned up. I mean, who wouldn't do that? Oh, absolutely. Um, but I imagine how fucking surreal that would be. Fucking Paulie from Goodfellas shows up at your door. (laughs) How fucking high am I? (laughs) (laughs) And Alf's cooking me dinner. What's going on? Telling me I need to settle down. <laughs> There's two dogs. I don't know. One's looking the other way. I don't know. What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> uh. Um, I mean, I love to see this. But I mean, the, the do you think I'm funny? Scene gets the, a lot of the, the the attention, but I like the bit afterwards. <laughs> it's a bit when the wait uh, when the manager of the restaurant comes over. <laughs> he smashes the ashtray. Oh, you're fucking hovering over me like a fucking. <laughs> you're always there when I turn around, and he just pulls him by his tie, and, he just, and then he just starts fucking smashing the restaurant up, and the waiter just looks at him, and he just goes, "What the fuck are you staring at?" <laughs> yeah, it's funny that because you can see him. This is how fucking brilliant this film is. Like you can see that scene escalating as as Tommy's realizing that people are laughing. 
So he, yeah. he gradually gets worse and worse and like ramps it up as he notices that people are fucking laughing and like, that's yeah. what he's all about. That's why he's yeah. shooting Spider because he can't fucking handle being like embarrassed in front of his friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Don't mean to be out of order. You come over here. But like, yeah, no, totally. It's just boiling over, isn't it? it, it yeah. yeah, all the time. Other bit, other bit, which did make me laugh this time, even though it's fucking horrible, where he, where he, where he does kill Spider and then Henry goes over to check him and he's like, he's dead. He goes, what can I say? I'm a good shot. <laughs> but then I think someone, one of the older folks at the table, just goes, How could you miss at this distance? Go <laughs> <laughs> on, you got a problem with what I did, Anthony? <laughs> and he just goes, the bloke just goes, No. <laughs> oh, that's really fucking. No, it's fucked. It is fucked. <laughs> Say hello to those blowjob hacks. <laughs> That's a, that's be sad to his friend. He just got away to prison. <laughs> just a fucking ah, uh, no, yeah. The, the bit you kind of knew ultimately that Joe Pesci's character would have to die because he's too much of a fucking loose cannon. Um, yeah, I believe it's actually Tootie Cicero that pulls the trigger. I, I think. Uh yes, I think I think you're right because he goes into that sort of garage, doesn't he, with a really really old bloke. Yeah. Yeah, I'm an old timer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't you, you didn't need to point that out to us, mate. You you look slightly like a ghost. Yeah, you, uh, you are dead. He goes, <laughs> they shoot him, and then he goes, and that's that. And that's that. There was nothing we could do about it. Like, it was, it was, he was about 90 like, a, lot, a lot of the gangsters in this just aren't that threatening they're all just old or fat like it was, it was I mean, I'm yeah. fucking surprised the amount of food kicking about though. Jesus Christ I don't think there's a single scene in this film that doesn't have some sort of red liquid be it, yeah, be it blood true. or tomato sauce that's true and to be fair they're gangsters they don't box people to death do they they fucking shoot people so they don't really have to be in shape and well, they're going right. to get laid because they're gangsters so yeah. do you know what I think I'd be the same actually <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got to do nothing. I've got plenty of money. I've got, I've got women are going to throw themselves at you because of who you are. Fuck it. Well, to be honest with you, I mean, I've got none of the money, power, or influence, <laughs> and I'm still fat. So. <laughs> That's true, actually. The, same probably, the same probably applies to me, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had that money, I'd probably let myself go. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm on my way to becoming a gangster. <laughs> I've got the weight <laughs> and nothing else <laughs> none, none of the respect power or money we're well, just, I make a pretty good source <laughs> we're just fat and people want to shoot us that's about the only thing we've got <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah 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 fat and cocaine makes us nervous <laughs> oh t- what would our next be? So there's Johnny Roast Beef, uh, Scott Hummus and Dip, uh, <laughs> Gavin Sausage Roll. Uh, yeah, no, I've already said Mikey Watsits. Mikey Watsits. Yeah, that actually sounds a bit like oh, Mikey Watsits in. Mikey that Watts. Sounds, that actually sounds quite. A, actually, sounds like quite a gangster name. <laughs> there you go, mate. You see me. You see me on the news. <laughs> oh man, but um. Yeah, uh, apparently fucking De Niro. Uh, no, sorry. Um, yeah, De Niro uh, was calling up Henry Hill about seven, eight. Apparently, he got proper into the role. He was calling up Henry Hill like, "How did Jimmy Conway hold his cigarettes and shit?" Like, apparently, he gets proper, proper method, doesn't he? Mm, yeah. Which yeah. I think, I think, I think it's taking the role of actor a tiny bit seriously. How did he hold his cigarette? I mean, no one who was, no one who knew how he held his cigarettes alive anymore. Fucking held it. Oh, you want Bobby? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he held it. He held them in his dick lips. 
<laughs> I'd be tempted to do. Do you know what? I'd be tempted to do that. If De Niro called me, like, yeah, how did they all do cigarette? <laughs> he used to smoke it out of his bum hole, actually. Yeah. He used to yeah. always have a little Filipino boy who uh, would just yeah. rest it there on his ass crack. Yeah, he'd wait till he was flaccid and just wrap his penis around the cigarette. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait till I tell you how he brushed his teeth. Um, you know, I'm. Oh, I think I'd just feed him a load of false information. And then after the film, just be like, none of that was real. Mm. I would just get pissed off with Robert De Niro phone me all the time. Yeah, he said that he was ringing him seven, eight times. Um, I mean, apparently all the, the gangsters they bought him to consult, apparently none of them, none of them gave their fucking... Yeah. What, what's, the, what's the equivalent of national insurance? So, social in security. Social security numbers. Yeah, apparently so they now just, they got paid. No, no one had just fucking paying, someone paid him out of a suitcase in the back of a car or something. Yeah, I reckon what they did was they set up like a safe and then just left it for the money and then just natural instinct made them go and rob it. <laughs> and then they all took a cut and that's how they got paid. <laughs> it's just letting them live their life how they want to, you know? It's enrichment. <laughs> I like the um, I like the uh, the increase in, because as, as the film goes on, um, Raleigh gets quite into into the old, the old devil's dandruff, <laughs> <laughs> the old uh, the old fun snow, and um, he he, uh, he he gets sort of increasingly paranoid. And you could just I like the way they kind of subtly he just looks rough as shit towards the end of the film. Then he? he's kind of got bloodshot eyes, and he, he he's basically he's he sets up Debbie Mazar. It's like she's his bit on the side. He kind of sets her up at the side house, just fucking selling all this chopping all this gear up for him. And um, <laughs> That's all she does all day. Yeah. She's a fucking mess. I love the bit when he's kind of kissing her and making her because she's kind of saying, "Oh, you just come over, fuck me, and leave." He goes, "Oh no, you know I love you." Starts cuddling her, gives her a kiss, then he just grabs the pack of cocaine and runs out, and he just <laughs> he just turns around and goes, "Ha ha ha!" She <laughs> throws just like a handful of cocaine as he leaves as well. <laughs> they were having snowball fights in the flat with cocaine. <laughs> it's like it's like a fucked up version of Elf. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 there's a bit when you meet Debbie Mazar's character where she stumbles as she's walking back after meeting Henry Hill, and apparently she actually tripped over a cable. Uh, but Mar uh, Martin Scorsese liked it because it looked like she was kind of overwhelmed by radio, so she kept it in. He, he kept, he kept oh, that scene. Right. Okay, yeah, I know the bit you mean. She kind of stumbles. She's kind of walking backwards out the room when she sees him, and they're kind of, you know, sort of basically just looking at each other like, oh wow, hello. And uh, yeah, she kind of stumbles backwards as she's as she's. Like um, yeah, looking at him, and apparently, yeah, she tripped over her, like a a dolly cable or something. Oh, fair play, I like it. Yeah, like there was a it. lot of trivia for this film. I can only read some, but I mean, it, that's the problem when you when you do these films. Like, have you noticed? Like, the better the standard of film, the more popular it is. There's always fucking shitloads more trivia. Like, you look at it like two hundred items when, when it's something like the Sandlot Boys. It's <laughs> it's about three bits of trivia. Yeah. This was filmed by a director. Yeah. Some of the scenes that involved the dog didn't have a real dog. <laughs> it was going to be called the Sandlot Kids. They shortened it to the Sandlot. Like it's not really not a lot we can do with that. But with good fellas, fuck me. It was trivia for everything. Yeah, uh, I think because everybody wants to fucking let everybody know they know something about it, so it all just gets added to the same fucking laborious list yeah true that and a lot of the trivia is on imdb but i don't know i mean you don't, i don't know how reliable it is i, I i'd imagine most of the time it is but uh yeah there's got to be some shit on there somewhere oh well, you're just giving me an idea i think i'm gonna i'm gonna sign up to imdb and then i'm just gonna go see how easy it is to add trivia yeah just add weird shit to it <laughs> so i'm gonna go on to the i'm gonna go on to martin henderson's page <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm just going to add a load of shit that may or may not have happened to Martin Henderson. Do you know what? Right. <laughs> this pretty much says it all about Martin Henderson. I, a couple of weeks, I, in, in a few episodes we've done since the, since the ring, I have tried to fit in a joke about him during the recording of one of our episodes, but I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what's even worse about that is it would have taken you 10 seconds to get onto imdb and find out i know i know but i, I kind of I, I, I think it was kind of it had to be in the moment i don't think by the time i would have looked it up it, but the moment had passed i think you said something that i thought i could drop a joke about that fucking dude from the ring here and i couldn't remember his name and the conversation had already moved on by the time i would have looked it up so it, it would have felt very unnatural like i forced the conversation back uh, for a cheeky dig at hendo that's how uh, unremarkable he is that's how unremarkable he is that you couldn't even be asked to Google search who he was just to take the piss out of him. <laughs> oh, Hendo. You did nothing to deserve this. Uh, yeah, exactly. You did nothing ever of any of any note or value. <laughs> Except for wearing flip-flops in a film with a wet girl. <laughs> Oh, the Hendonator. Uh, <laughs> Don't the try hen- and redeem yourself now. The oh, master. You, if you're listening, Martin, I really did like those flip-flops. <laughs> I'm just going to write his name on my hand at the beginning of every recording <laughs> and just have his name ready should the should the, uh, should the the opportunity arise. You should get like a, his name tattooed backwards on your chest like in Memento. <laughs> oh, dear. Um... Yeah, I, I um, oh, what was I? Was, I had something else I was going to say then. Oh, damn you, Henderson! Oh, fucking distracting me. Yeah, fuck, just ruining another thing. The Hendonator. Um, oh, what was I going to say? I think it's gone. Um, what other scenes have we not covered in this film that were awesome? I mean, there's loads. There's loads. There is actually. It is two and a half hours of gold. To be fair, it's uh, yeah, it is. Uh, is, is oh, the thing? Is, oh no. Oh. Who's the babysitter chick that fucks it all up at the end? She's Lois. in something. Yeah. Fuck you, Lois, and fuck your hat. Yeah, isn't she? She isn't she quite well known in something else? That that possibly I don't recognise her, but she just sort of looks like every other sort of not very attractive white blonde girl. Oh, her name is Welka White. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, apparently she. Oh fucking hell! She's mostly known for Scorsese films. Good fellas. Oh, she's in Wolf of Wall Street and The Irishman. Oh fuck me! She's shagging Scorsese or something. Ugh. Oh, that would be a candidate for one of my favourite Scorsese films. Wolf of Wall Street was awesome. Uh, um, yes, yes, indeed. It's another, yeah, it's another one where you get very kind of caught up in in the life. It's very it sort of glamorises it. I mean, this film doesn't because I mean it shows how grubby it all is, and then it all goes tits at the end. I do think though that this film, the only criticism I would probably have is that there isn't much of an ending to it. No, the what the whole break on the fourth wall in the courtroom thing. What did you? Did, were you not a fan? No, I'm fine with that. I don't mind that at all. It's you know, it's it's an artistic device. I think it, it works perfectly fine. I think if if that had just happened at the end of the film and it, he hadn't been narrating it the whole way through, I think it probably would have felt like it was crowbarred in. But it's just it's just how quick the ending was. I, I felt like I wanted to feel a bit more because he's these people sort of raised him and he's he's just turned his back on him. And yeah. betrayed them, and there's no, there was no kind of emotional depth in any of that. It just was all handled very quickly. There's a brief moment where he looks at Robert De Niro, and a brief moment where he looks at uh, Paulie, Paulie. Yeah. and then it's over. And, in, and then he, at the end, he's just bitching about the food. Yeah, I know what you mean. 
I know what you mean. That that, that would probably yeah. I don't. I don't disagree with that. The the, the ending wasn't perfect. It, it it was possible. I didn't dislike it, but I know what you mean. There's no. I don't know. It, like like you say, he kind of stitches up all of his mates, breaks the fourth wall, talks to the camera, and then it just shows him a witness protection, doesn't it? And yeah. then I think you see a brief shot of Joe Pesci, I think, firing a gun, um, <laughs> and then which yeah. is sort of randomly tossed in at the end. I must admit, <laughs> you need dead. Oh, Tommy, he did love his guns. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, that's weird. That's, yeah, that feels like maybe there was just like a an accident in the editing room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, it was. There was just randomly, you just see, I think it just shows like an upward shot of Tommy looking down on the camera and just shoots. Yeah, that was, that. yeah. Yeah, the ending is a tiny, tiny bit off. I, I, I would agree. Oh, but um, I, wonder, I, wonder if, I wonder if the point is that <clears throat> Henry, Henry Hill wasn't really, he didn't really regret anything that he did except for the fact that he can't do it anymore yeah and maybe maybe that's the point yeah that, you know all of that shit was kind of incidental but for me it just it, it didn't it's quite it, it's it's a film that drags you through quite a range of emotions and then at the end you just don't get any yeah i mean i suppose they couldn't have put him in the same room as paulie or jimmy well not that obviously he was in the courtroom with him but i suppose they couldn't have had another scene with them after it happened because he was in witness protection which i get but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Having having said that, I don't necessarily. What well, whilst I agree with you that the ending wasn't perfect, I also don't know how I would have ended it alternatively. I don't know. Uh, musical number. <laughs> Tobin Bell just opens the courtroom door. I know I'm Jigsaw. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I want to play a little game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd have been great if they just segued into the opening plot of Saw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no. He comes in. He goes. I want to play a little game. Who's up for Twister? <laughs> I've got Kaplunk if anybody's interested. <laughs> Direct quote from the office there. <laughs> oh, no. no, it's not. No, it's not. What is? It's not Kaplunk, is it? It's not Kaplunk. Oh, oh is it Hungry Hungry Hippos? <laughs> <laughs> What's the other one? If it's Mousetrap, I'm coming around. I can't remember. <laughs> is it Mousetrap? I can't remember. But, well, um, one of them, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's yeah, it's it's um, it will probably go. Oh, the guy that played Frankie the Wop was called Tony Lip. <laughs> <laughs> just that, that just caught my eye there. So <laughs> Frankie the Wop, Tony Lip, <laughs> Tony Lip, Tony Lip. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, you can see how he got that job. <laughs> Tone of the lip playing Frankie the Wop. <laughs> I bet you saw Martin's Wop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Him and him and the girl that played Lois fighting over his cock because she seems to be prominently in his movies despite not really having a lot of other credits. Don't know if she, uh, she, I wonder if she remembered her hat for any of the others. <laughs> it's my lucky hat. Oh, never got anywhere without it. Scorsese is Vinny. Vinny's the old fella, isn't he? Yeah, Vinny's... Do you know what? Some of, some of that, there's so... You get introduced to so many of the gangsters in that opening scene. Too many names. I kind of... Yeah, I kind of forget. So I, I remember, yeah, Jimmy two times. But there's a guy called Fat Andy. There's a guy called Johnny Dio. There's a guy called... Bo like, there's... Yeah, there's, there's quite... Sonny Buns, Frankie Carboni. Sonny Buns? <laughs> Sonny Buns. <laughs> which I have to say, sounds like a porn star. Um, yeah, I changed my mind. I want that to be my gangster name. Sonny Buns and Tony Lip. <laughs> Johnny Roast Beef. <laughs> A fucking Bass Street Kids. Darren 
uh, baked potato. <laughs> Archie Shepherd's pie. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just put in some. So just put put in the name of some arbitrary dinner. <laughs> just, uh, uh, oh. Frederick J. Apple turnover. <laughs> Oh god, are we going go on. for that weird? Go on. What was the what was the weird segue we did last episode that went on for ages? That went on for far too long. Oh, I can't remember. Was that last episode? Well, it's been a few weeks because obviously I'm a I, I'm now a father of two. Yeah, you shut out um, another baby, didn't you? I did. I've had From another your baby. Old old bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is why uh, which is why there's been a slight delay in getting this episode out. That and uh, that and, and and Mike was in again. Oh. Um, what was that noise there? That you um, I, explain I, do you know what? It was a yawn, but I suddenly realised that over a microphone that doesn't really work. <laughs> that sounded like no yawn I've ever heard in my life. Well, I was doing that thing, you know, when you move the hand away from the mouth, going, oh, oh no. <laughs> but I realised that without seeing the hand movement, I just sound like a tard. You sound, you sound like Adam Sandler in Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> I just sound like fucking sloth from a goon. <laughs> oh! <laughs> No, no, there was meant to be a yawn, uh, uh, joking about the fact that you're ill every fucking week. But um, yeah, yeah, I can't help it, mate. I'm sorry, right? I've, you know, that's yeah. all right. But yeah, there you go. That's a lesson to you, kids. Yawns don't work over a recording. <laughs> you, been, you need to be in the room to do a mocking yawn. I think is uh, what I'll take away from today's episode. I, I, to be honest with you, this is the first time I've ever experienced a mocking yawn. <laughs> I didn't know that was a real thing. The amount of times now I'm gonna I'm gonna go to I'm gonna be laying in bed tonight wondering about all the times I've seen people yawn and whether or not they were taking the piss out of me. Thanks. Uh, Thank you it. very much. You've turned a perfectly normal bodily function into an exercise in terror. <laughs> I'm still trying to remember the last fucking segue we did. <laughs> I wonder why you've gone quiet. <laughs> we found we found a word that we were rhyming shit with. There was some rhyme or other, yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. Um have we uh I mean we haven't covered all of Goodfellas, but it's two and a half hours. So uh yeah. It's fucking awesome. Um yeah. I think most of the main scenes we've covered now, haven't we? Yeah, all the big ones. There's the bit there's the bit um uh, with the the where the uh with the cause the lady <clears throat> does a thing. Um, Can yeah. you be slightly more specific? No, 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 no. You know the lady, the lady. She comes in. She like, she's wearing the. You know she's wearing the. No, the the, the thing with the. the that is it. And she shat on a turtle. I will tell you a scene I'm very fond of. I like the bit when Jimmy Conway is trying to get Lorraine Bracco to go into that shop, but he's blatantly trying oh, to kill her. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought that was like really. Oh, I yeah. wonder about that scene every time I watch the film. Did, was he going to kill yeah. her, or was she yeah. just paranoid? That's that's exactly what what I, I was getting. Yeah, I I, I think he was because he, he had like he had like blokes in there sort of unloading boxes and that when they saw her sort of stopped. So I think I think she was up for a for for a whacking. Um, <laughs> well, I know if she'd been up for a whacking, it might not have killed her. But I, I think she was it might have been the only thing that saved her. <laughs> well, that that was another thing. Apparently, the character Karen Hill um, that that Lorraine Brecco played. Apparently, she had an affair with Paulie Cicero in real life. Like those two characters, they didn't, they didn't depict it in the film. But apparently, uh, she was banging. She was banging big fat Paulie. Wow. Yeah. Was Paulie really that fat? 
Because these they're not real they're not their real names, are they? People's name wasn't Paulie Cicero, it was something else, and Jimmy Conway was something else as well. Uh yeah, I I I think that Henry Hill's the real name, Tommy DeVito, Joe Pesci's character's real name. I mean, they don't necessarily one of the the bloke that said Joe Pesci played DeVito not it's a not nine percent accurate, said that the only thing that was different was that Tommy DeVito was actually pretty powerfully built and quite yeah, tall. Yeah. So um so I don't so I guess that would mean that Paul Wee wasn't necessarily fat, no. Interesting. On the basis that um, Tommy DeVito was in a short ass uh, with a terrible wig, <laughs> so, um... it was inexplicably twenty years older than everybody else in the room. <laughs> um, I tell you what would be good is if you were to get a mashup of this film and King of the Hill, because both of the main characters are called Henry Hill. Oh yeah, fuck me! I haven't watched King of the Hill in years. Ever since, uh... <laughs> <laughs> boys, what I wouldn't have done to be a gangster, I tell you. I carried my mom's groceries home. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> it was out of respect. <laughs> I tell you what, I like, that's another solid impression, by the way. Thank you very um, much. Add that, add that to the old resume. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, uh, do you know what? I, I like the little throwaway scenes where it was just a bit like uh, the Tootie Sister scene where the postman, when they get the postman to stick his head in the oven because they, they deliver, he delivers letters to the school <laughs> saying that he's not attending and that he, uh, uh, Henry Hill's old man beats him up. This is when he's a kid. That's a pretty, uh, pretty savage scene with his dad, isn't it? Like, again, very uncomfortable to watch. The way I see it, every now and again, everybody takes a beating. <laughs> That was a terrible Henry Hill impression, but that's more like Hank Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, the way I see it now, Peggy. <laughs> no, no, that, yeah, no, it's quite a brutal scene. I mean, there's a few. I mean, oh, that's another the pistol whip scene when he beats the yeah, shit out of that dude with a gun. Bruce. Like you, yeah, the, the sound effects when he's cracking him in the face actually sound like all oh, fuck me. Like they like there's fuds, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I love how uh, the blood. Somehow make it make the way that blood keeps coming out a little bit more every time he gets hit. It's just very realistic. It's just yeah, very, very well handled. Well, he's one of the few people. Well, I really enjoyed watching him get his fucking face smashed in with a gun. Oh yeah. Oh what? Do you want some fucko? Yeah. I mean, he deserved it for the poor and so on. Fucko. Fucko. What? <laughs> you want some fucko? And then his two pussy mates just did nothing. I mean, to be fair, the guy was pistol whipping him with a gun. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> if I'd seen a gun, I'd have been like, nah. To be honest with you, mate. Nah, you're, you're right. right. You did fondle her. We're just here to help him wash his car. There's nothing to do with us. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know him. I just work for his parents. <laughs> oh, I'm a bit racist there with the impression. <laughs> You were a bit Consuela. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, he not my friend. <laughs> but, <yeah>. him. <laughs> no, no. I need more lemon pledge. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Superman, he not here. <laughs> you need to go home, Consuela. No, no, I stay I here. I stay <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's always a Family Guy. Always a Family Guy reference at go. some point in an episode. Michael Jackson, Family Guy. Potentially my, my, well, we, we haven't been able to throw Jacko in in a while. So when I saw that he was Frank, when I saw Frank Delia was Jacko's manager, I was like, yeah, get him. <laughs> we can shoehorn a Jacko impression in there. Um, Top notch. You touch her again, you're dead. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, did you also notice that when he gave the gun to Karen, 
after he's beaten the shit out of this guy, hide this. She puts it in a fucking milk crate directly yeah, outside no, the front yeah. door. It's none of the worst hiding place in the world. There was another scene later where they stuck the milkman's head in the oven, but they had to cut over time. <laughs> I love that. There's another cut off scene, I think, where his first, his first mistress, I think it's Janice Rossi. Janice, um, yeah. He's having an affair with her, and, and she starts like cutting out. And all of a sudden, it's just a cutaway scene to him just beating the shit. Like, freedom. You've got fucking Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro in the background just trashing the restaurant. <laughs> You've got Henry. Karen, uh, Janice could do what the fuck she wants, and they've just fucking beaten the shit. Just, I like the way it was just a cutaway scene of just like, yeah, we do what the fuck we want. Um, but yeah, they had that because there was a scene with him and there was a scene with the postman, like where they just, yeah, it, it was, do you know this kid? Any fucking mouth, this, any letters from that school go to his house, your head goes in a fucking oven. <laughs> <laughs> Great people to know when you're a kid, I'd imagine. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, one scene, I, I, I didn't dislike it, but I was trying to work out what it was trying to achieve, or maybe it was maybe the, uh, the last time he was ever sort of truly innocent, was when he tried helping the kid. The bloke turned up at the door and he'd been shot, and Henry gave him a lot of aprons to kind of help him live. You're wasting nine aprons. Yeah, you're a real asshole, you know. That? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a bit bit random. I suppose you're probably right, though, it's to show that he did have a conscience at some point. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I took took the scene to, to mean. But um yeah, no, that was a great scene. I love the the the, the whole the scene where they don't the, the the big tracking shot where they go into the club. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the one take. Yeah, yeah, every time, every time you two, don't you have jobs? Um <laughs> just see some couple, basically she's getting fingered in the hallway. Um <laughs> But um yeah, and you've got that old committee. Yeah, the committee like they, they, they take my <laughs> wife, please. <laughs> Elderly comedian with a large nose. Um, <laughs> she goes, oh, I want to go on holiday someplace hot that I've never been before. Like, How about our kitchen? <laughs> um, proper old school fucking jokes. But um, yeah, that, that's, that was quite a cool scene. Um, it's, very, it's very well handled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, um, lo- the bit where she sort of falls in love with the lifestyle. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was all done in one take. Apparently it took them eight attempts Oh really? So they had to all those actors they had to reset them every time. Oh fucking hell, yeah! I bet that's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but no, that 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 was a, that was a very cool scene, and then uh, I like the scene like we touched on it earlier, but like with all the dead bodies popping up when he's playing. Um, uh, what's that song like? The the the, the music like the, it's quite a well known song, I think it is, but I can't remember what it's called. Like where they're just showing all the dead bodies popping up from the Lufthansa heist. Oh yeah, what is that fucking song? Is it? Uh... To Peter Gabriel? No, I can't. It's going to really piss me off. Is it? It's not. Um, is it Layla? It is Layla. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, yeah, by yeah. Eric Clapton. But I think this That's is by, by a different band. Yeah, no, you're you you dead right. It's Layla. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that that that, that was a that was. Oh, it's, it's, I can't. I could probably just talk about how much I fucking love this film all day. It's fucking. It's yeah. got. Well, while we're on the subject of music, it has a pretty solid soundtrack. Rolling Stones pop up a couple of times. You got Sid Vicious at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Monkey Man's a fucking great song by the Rolling Stones, which is, oh, I hadn't heard it in so long. And then I listened. I watched this film again. I was like, fuck yeah, man. Oh, mate, it's, it's yeah. I mean, Scorsese is going to be able to pick. Every, everyone wants their fucking music in a Scorsese film. I'd imagine no one's going to turn down the fucking copyrights for that, is it? You well, know, he did it's... a documentary on the Stones as well, didn't he? So I'm pretty sure most of his films have at least one of their songs in. I know. I mean, The Departed is. I think 
Is it Gimme Shelter in the department? Yeah, I think there was one in the Irishman as well. I, I, yeah, no, yeah. Now, now, you, now you say that, I think he does have a bit of a bit of an ongoing relationship with uh, with the, with the Stones. Um, what did you think of the Irishman? I would like to watch it again because I watched it. We, I, I convinced Maddie to watch it, but because of how long it is, we watched it in two parts. Um, yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. that was the compromise. She said, "I'll watch it with you, but I'm not doing fucking three and a half hours in one night." Um, <laughs> so I, I watched it. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's got a lot of my. I mean, uh, it's got a lot of the the Goodfellas cast in it. Uh, plus uh, Al Pacino and uh, plus a uh, 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 Stephen Graham, who I'm a huge fan of. Um, oh yeah, of course it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stevie G, not um, so great. Not so great with an American accent. He's not. It's not perfect. I mean, he, Scorsese. I think he's a fan of Stephen Graham because he he, he cast him as uh, Al Capone in Boardwalk Empire. Oh really? Um, okay. Yeah. So I don't know if you've seen Boardwalk Empire. I I, I watched a couple of series of it, but. I enjoyed it, but the missus wasn't fully sold with it. And when she's not fully sold with it, it's hard to convince her to watch it. And it's not like I've got really got time to watch it on my own. So I, I kind of didn't get to finish it. But uh, yeah, I think he's a bit of a Scorsese favourite because he had him in, uh, is it Gangs of New York as well? Was he really? He's really, he's, yeah, he's really young in that. He's DiCaprio's mate in Gangs of New York. He's proper young in that. I see. I haven't seen that in a long time. You are probably right. Um, yeah. But, yeah um, that's probably, well, that's probably what, why they became friends then, I suppose. Yeah, so so from a casting perspective, it was a dream. There was there's four or five of my favourite actors in the Irishman. I enjoyed it. I don't think it's as good as Goodfellas. I nah. don't think it's as good um, as as even I mean under the different films. But if we're just basing it on Scorsese films alone, I don't think it's as as good as Wolf of Wall Street. Nah. Um, or even probably it might be. I, I would I would like to watch it again because I, I I would it was it was I remember enjoying it, but I don't know if I don't know if watching it in two parts kind of took me out of it a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's it's a long it's a long film. It yeah. is a very long film, and it feels like a long film as well, which is yeah. which is fine if you've got the time and you can just kind of like dedicate the concentration to it. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think with a film that long, I mean the the only films that I have watched, I think that were that long were the, the Lord of the Rings films, and because <sighs> there's so much shit going on, there's always fucking battles and that kind of holds your attention. Because Scorsese films had a bit more subtlety to them. Like the, the, sometimes the plot can move along quite slowly, which is no criticism. It's the way he kind of directs, and because of that, it to hold your attention for three and a half hours, even a Scorsese film with all that those amazing actors in it, it can be a bit hard to keep your concentration. So, but I, I would like to watch it again. Mm, um, yeah, same. Uh, same. In, in its entirety, uh, you know, Maddie probably won't want to watch it again, but I'll watch it without her. But yeah, I I, I, I enjoyed it. I remember enjoying it. But um, th- th- this is my favorite Scorsese. It's my favorite film. So, wow. Yeah, no, and for, and I, it's always one of those like it's one of those films because it's so big and so popular. When you hear somebody say it's their favorite film, you think, oh yeah, but then you watch it and you're like, oh right, yeah, I get it. Oh totally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, like I say, I I don't know. This is always the one. Whenever someone asks my favorite film, it rarely fluctuates from Goodfellas. When someone asks me what my favorite films are, that answer can change because um, I'll probably think of something. I mean, obviously, you asked me at the start of the episode my favorite films. I'll probably think of a couple. When we stop, I was like, "Oh yeah, fuck me." Probably um, Con Air, the Monster Squad. <laughs> I liked Con Air. I liked. Con- I didn't dislike Monster Squad. I just hadn't heard of it before. But I, we like. I like the fact that we do a variety of films. We went. We went for a phase where we just. I think you and I just indulged our own shit and just watched. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> you wanted to watch Monster Squad. I wanted to watch Sandlot Kids. I think we just fucking. We both got a bit self indulgent about twenty episodes or so ago. I think. No, it was a bit of fun because there were films that you hadn't seen films and films that i hadn't seen and it was uh it was it was you know 
with Bondage. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely! Oh no, I enjoy, I enjoy I enjoy watching film as much as I enjoy watching films like this again. I, I do enjoy watching something for the first time that I haven't seen. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't dislike Monster Squad. Um, it's good because it, it's, 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 it's a fucking great film. <laughs> R.I.P. Horace. R.I.P. Horace. Um, I mean, we've we've already sorted our. Uh, our, our next our next episode, haven't we? We're having a bit of a break from the polls. We will we will do the polls again, but uh, we, we we kind of when we were sort of messaging each other about the, this episode and sort of arranging recording and whatnot, we we uh threw, threw, well I, I threw a film out there which you said you were happy to do. Um, before we get into this, I suppose it's worth checking. Was there anything else you wanted to cover on Goodfellas? No, 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 no. I think I think I think we've it done it justice, and it, and it's there's there's a, a lot to unpack in Goodfellas, so mm. we can't fucking if we did every scene. This would be a fucking three hour episode. Yeah, instead um, of listening to a couple of cunts talk about it on the internet, why don't you go and watch it for Christ's oh, sake? Do it. It's fucking awesome. Go watch it. Just use your fucking point your eyes at it, hit play, <laughs> and just fucking learn something for two and a half hours. Absolutely. Go watch Johnny Roast Beef. It's finest. Yeah. Go um, watch uh, D- David uh, Banana. <laughs> <laughs> split sure <laughs> do you know what I have to admit we've done this joke a couple of times on this episode and for two blokes who aren't unintelligent and unwitty I've really struggled to find like, what's a name and a what's a name and a food that I can make a name of I've, fuck, yeah, I've struggled a little mean. bit I won't lie to you <laughs> Philip Peanut Brittle <laughs> Timmy Tika Masala um, oh, that one I like Timmy Tika yeah Timmy Tika um, Timmy Takes Timmy Takes um, but yeah <laughs> Get up, South Park. Uh, Grandpa fight. Uh, <laughs> wow, what a great audience! That's one of my favourite episodes. Uh, but yeah, we we've decided. Sorry, so going back to uh, our next episode, which will be episode forty-three. Um, we're gonna go. Uh, it's gonna be a complete change in tone and in genre. To be honest, you're still laughing at the cripple fight thing, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> I chuck that, that little Timmy in there to try and put you off, and it's it's backfired. Hey mate, I've I've performed on stage, mate. I'm I'm a pro, you know yeah, me. Perform on stage, yeah, mainly wanking. <laughs> Only wanking. What's been going to do five minute sets? Um, Especially ever since your donkey partner died. <laughs> uh, Shrek joke, yeah, good. <laughs> Um, oh no! Actually, it wasn't. I was. I was more riffing on the fact that donkey shows. Oh, I see. Is that well, a, is I, think that, that's, I think that's your insecurity about being a big fucking grisly lump of oversized man creeping. Saw <laughs> 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 myself up the river there. Um, you really did. You really did. Fucking hell, mate. Why, why don't you try being as kind to yourself as I am to you? <laughs> Got very low self-esteem. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, what was I getting to? Oh, yeah, the next episode. Yeah, so oh, we're going to do... Yeah, it's it's going to be... <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a shift in tone from from good fellas. Uh, we're delving into the world of horror again, mm. although, albeit a slightly different one, uh, it's uh, the Blair Witch Project we've decided we're going to do. Yes. Um, kind of, uh, I think it's late 90s, I want to say 99. Yeah, so uh, it's a documentary about Cherie Blair. <laughs> or Lionel, we can't remember. 
It's an hour and a half. We're going to do on a tap dancer. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, uh, yeah. We're going to do uh, the, the Blair Witch Project, yeah. uh, which was kind of a, a big. It was a bit of a, a trailblazer in terms of the way the film was was marketed. I seem to recall. Mm. Uh, but anyway, we'll get into to, to more of that next week. That's what we're going to do next. Yeah, the polls will come load now. <laughs> the polls will come back, uh, but at the moment we 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 just thought, ah, fuck it. Well, uh, we've I've both got... had a lot going on recently. Yeah, I've uh, had yeah. Some troubles. You've had a baby. Uh, I, I've got a newborn. Uh, but Mike's will no doubt be ill within the next few days. I just uh, rather than put a poll up, I'd rather just choose a good film that we both want to do, and that's what we're going to do. We'll, 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 just, we'll get back on track. By the way, with sort of regularly scheduling these things, but yeah, I've had a bunch of shit going on. Absolutely. Uh, I've now got two kids and I'm a weekend and struggling to cope. So I'll, I'll probably be... And he's realised one was enough. Yeah, I'm planning on leaving my family in the near future. So I'll probably be uh, holed up in a one-bedroom flat at some point. So I'll be a lot more available for recordings once oh, I've walked out of my family. Well, what, let's, uh, let's, let's join forces, splash out on a two-bed. Yeah. And uh, there, we, we can record it every night. Absolutely. Just, let's a, do couple, it. We do just ev- a couple of lonely guys. <laughs> it's the men behaving badly. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i guess we should uh wrap it up uh but yeah this has been episode uh 42 or 43 one of the two on goodfellas um uh, i suppose we could break i'm gonna go straight in with a 10 love it favorite film what about yourself <clears throat> i'm gonna give it a nine and a half yeah i think that's pretty solid uh yeah no fucking awesome film go and watch it if you haven't i mean really if you haven't seen it you don't know what you're missing go and watch it it's awesome yeah go and watch um it. Come. yeah um anything to add mike before we close off well i just wanted to remind everybody out there to stay vigilant um always keep your wallet in your front pocket and don't go getting bombed off the baron arreso de capra <laughs> 42 episodes people and he is still cracking them out fair play to you uh thanks for listening and uh yeah see you next week there's a whole world of cheese out there <laughs> and a small room of cheese technically in my pants <laughs> and I'll leave you with that good night <laughs> see you later everyone be careful <laughs> <laughs>